2: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Phone Box Podcast. It's a great episode. It's a very exciting episode. It's one lots of you have wanted. You've always wanted a boy band episode. And what better way to have a boy band episode with an actual boy band? Hey, you're hey. <laughs> welcoming, guys. I, I I talked about it in my stories, and you were very excited. Let loose. We're all doing hand gestures, but it's a podcast and no one can yeah. see it. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna to refer to you as a boy band and lads, even though you're a little bit more on the man side now. A little but... bit more. <laughs> Just a little bit. So lads, <laughs> can you introduce yourself?
3: Oh was... uh, go on, Lee, you start. Oh, okay. Um uh, <laughs> Fantastic
0: to be here. My name's Lee uh, and I play the drums.
1: Yeah, I'm Rob. I play guitar. Uh, One of the original Let Loose guys from uh, about 30 or 35 years
2: ago. (gasps) Um, Yeah, So uh, a lot of history.
3: And I'm Matthew the Infiltrator. The
2: Infiltrator. (laughs) Now, Matthew, for people who don't know, what band are you originally from?
3: Well, obviously, I was in Eternal. No, I was (laughs) in Bad Boys Inc. Uh, So I knew the guys back then sort of going up and down the M1 and eating Ginster's pasties on a hard shoulder somewhere. Um, So, yeah, I am now replacing Mr Wormeling, who um, has retired from music. So uh, Liam Rob needed a singer. So I am Let Loose's new singer.
2: Yeah, you said it. More hand gestures um, <laughs> I'm proud. Yeah, that's brilliant. Because Matthew, you've always had a cracking voice. Bad Boys, Inc and Let Loose were two of my faves back in the day. Thank you, I, I used to go to like the odd supermarket, not supermarket, like shopping centre and you might pop or a little road show, all yeah. sorts of places and sign-ins. So Amazing. what's your new song called?
3: It's called If the World Was Ending, which sounds like it's all doom and gloom, but it's actually more of a positive slant on that title.
2: <laughs> if the world was ending, but, but it's happy. It's like... Well, yeah, no, because if you've got each
3: other and you've got that sort of love between you and someone else or people or family or friends or anything, that's all you really need. It's like yeah. you don't need all the material stuff. It's like that's all you need.
2: Yeah and I will leave a link in the description so it. it's on all it's on Spotify isn't it cuz I've listened to it yeah. on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get it on all the streaming platforms. Okay and you're going to be doing tours so what what kind of places are you popping up in? We're going here there and everywhere really aren't we? Yeah
1: well it, what happened just just briefly we only decided to reunite at the back end of last year. So this has been a Real whirlwind. Um, so we played in Hereford. When was that, guys? Uh, November, or November, but yeah, switching yeah, the lights, which is the first gig we did, um, for about 26 years, you know, a couple of months back. Uh, we're playing, we've got two London shows, um, 27th and 28th of Jam, which is sold out. We saw the first night sold out in about four hours, which was fantastic. Wow. We possibly got a gig pending in February. Pontins, but we're never we're not sure whether that's happening because I think Pontines are in a bit of a dire straits at the moment.
3: Got a bit uh, tip up.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, we've got um, a festival in uh, Nottingham around August time with Wet we- 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 and Banana Rama. Oh, that sounds a cracking yeah, one! 8,000 8, capacity. We've got a, a, a hell of a lot of Butlins booked in. Which of these nineties nostalgia? I've been. Before. I love a nineties nostalgia
2: you weekend. Yes, of course. I went. Oh, I went a long time ago before children. I can't remember. Now this, 90s. This Is for, <laughs> now this isn't nineties.
3: This isn't pre
2: children. This isn't nothing nostalgia. But Stavros Flatley were there when I was there. <laughs> So that oh my
0: time. God, that's hysterical. Legend, absolute
2: legend. So that was quite exciting. Yeah, but the Butlins, oh, you're going to have to be careful at the Butlins weekend. I'm, um, women... <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking the tin hat and other things. Uh, <laughs> it gets It gets wild on those weekends. Oh, I love yeah, a bit yeah. of Butlins. That's Ooh. what do we've you... been told. That's what we've yeah. been told. It's, do you just sing um the new song? Do you sing old classic songs of yours? or
0: Yeah, you know, yeah, so... um it's it's a two pronged approach really with this because uh, you know people three, do three like, pronged with <laughs> <That's how laughs> you do you three pronged even. of pronged. So anyway, yeah, with
3: well, all the uh,
0: the legacy stuff, if that's what you want to call it. So we, obviously we do Crazy Seventeen, Make It With You, and you know the the, the songs that were that mean something to a nineties crowd. So dip into obviously some of our new songs, and we're writing more um, as well as If the World Was Ending. And we're also gonna dip into some of our favourite songs. So it's gonna be quite a s quite an eclectic mix of all sorts of different tunes and so on. But I think really with obviously the nineties weekend as people really wanna hear the songs that um, put us on the map. So we'll certainly a be the
1: third, third prom which is failed to uh, mention is the bad boys in song.
2: <gasps> yeah, Do you see so you do a bit of more to this world or oh. this world? So yeah, we're we're doing that as well. Oh, I love more so upstairs in my um office I've got my mom and dad moved house and they gave me a big box and I've got like all let loose singles. I've got one single which you you I don't know if you remember this you put you open it out and you've got all your fans' names on yeah. it and my name's yeah. at the bottom and I've wanted no it. <laughs> I must have like when I was, I was like <laughs> my little note and I've got like picture distant all, all sorts upstairs. So yeah it's uh Amazing. big big fan of both of you here. So okay. Why did you decide to reform at this particular time?
1: Computer, pure fluke, uh, just totally off the cuff. I spoke to Lee about just doing some drums for me in a pub, and Lee couldn't be asked to play in the pub because <laughs> he's doing drum teaching and was like, "Well, drummed out." But he said, "Look, I'll do some nineties festivals and what have you." So I said, "Well, that sounds great." He said, "Yeah, we can do those." I said, "Yeah, but we need a singer." Yeah. So I I'll, I'll He said, "Within forty-eight hours, we'll have a singer." So lo and behold, within forty-eight hours, Matt appeared on the scene.
2: That's amazing. So, did you keep in touch all this time? Have you been no, friends? No, not, well, not
1: really. No, we've been arch enemies for like thirty years. <laughs>
3: we've been
1: rivals, you know. I to go solo, but no one was interested.
3: You know. Lee and I have been chatting a lot sort of over the last few years about various things, just about just life in general and stuff. And yeah, hernias. <laughs> The vibe of <laughs> being a boy band and stuff. <laughs> and then he went, do you fancy joining the band and being yeah. the new singer? And I was like, uh. it was like a really weird but a really easy decision just to say yes. It was like, of course I'll do it.
2: Yeah. you know what? It'll be a laugh as well. It's like... It's going to be so nice to kind of relive that that heyday. It must just be, yeah. like, so exciting. All jokes and aside. I
3: love the Loose catalogue. I love the back catalogue. It's yeah. bloody brilliant. They were great songs and they still sound great now.
1: All, all jokes aside, we're having the time of our lives. Yeah. We don't need to yeah. be on Top of the Pops on Thursday night. We don't need to be on the Saturday kids' shows. We don't need to be all over the TV. We can just do some promo on the socials, do yeah. some gigs, write some new material, and we can enjoy it. Yeah, Yeah. for those who you can't see, I'm fun.
3: just reclining on my bed right now. This it's
2: is- just literally...
3: <laughs> <laughs> Lazy-ass productions, we should recall.
2: <laughs> just full line on your bed. So that kind of moves on nicely. This podcast talks a lot about, because um, my children are becoming teenagers, teenagers then and teenagers now. So wow. do you think it's... Does it scare you having fans that have got teenagers now? You're like, oh, my gosh, the fans That's have not got the really old. It? It's
3: the, it's the <laughs> gap between a teenager growing up in the 1990s. Yeah. You could only talk to a friend on a landline or have pen pals across the world, which is really bizarre and was very common. And now it's just communication like craziness. Even for us guys, writing the new single was all done through WhatsApp and emails and bouncing stuff backwards and forwards.
2: Do you think yeah, life in, in the 90s thing. would have been easier with social media with regard to being a boy band, or are you glad you didn't have it? I've got
1: to, I've got to, a difference, in my opinion, is if you was going to be a successful pop band in the 90s or before social media, you needed uh, a major record company behind you for the financial side of it, for their yeah. radio pluggers, for their press people, for their TV people, and you needed a van and you needed you needed about five years of travelling up and down the motorways to get known about where well, nowadays so you can do that with social media yeah uh, where you can reach with social media is where where these uh tv pluggers radio pluggers and all this stuff was trying to reach years ago doing it the old-fashioned way which which believe you me was a slog
2: oh yeah as <laughs> i said a lot of a lot of my followers saw you all in their secondary schools you were exactly turning up and i suppose people just do a tiktok in the bedroom now and reach probably more people, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if they've
3: got loads of followers, it's so instant, and it's weird that when we put out the sort of stuff on social media saying we were coming back and there was a new lineup, it literally exploded around the world. It was like Canada, there was bits about it, Australia, um, people in Iceland, you're just like, this is just, this would never have happened.
2: Yeah. yeah. Because you, I suppose, also, yeah, because how would you have communicated to people in Iceland? Yeah. You were coming back. Yeah. You'd have had to do a newsletter, wait for it to be posted out, exactly. wait for people to get
3: it. Yeah. Send it to the printers. That's the really <laughs> weird thing. You didn't even have yeah. them computers and stuff.
2: I was... <laughs> um, oh- upstairs in my box I've got one of your newsletters because I was looking through it and you had a page this was bad boys ink you had a page where girls had just put their addresses for other oh
3: my god <laughs>
2: the people to write to them and I was like this this is this is a bit dangerous Like yeah, but the data
1: protection is that's how it
2: worked there was no data protection it we were right. just I was just Hempalin, probably yeah. six-year-old Ben in Coventry that I thought was... Exactly, a... <laughs> exactly.
3: He'll probably still write it to you now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was a 14-year-old. Um, do you think that um, social media would have helped your bands be bigger back in the 90s, or are you happy the way it was?
3: I think for me, I quite like what social media does now. I don't know what it would have done back then, but it just I think its it makes things a lot easier easier it makes things just like so instant like we were doing a video in hawaii and it's almost be like radio silence because the only way we can com- communicate was telephone um you couldn't send images back you can do little updates to your fans they literally found out when you got back and did like going live the next saturday or something yeah. when you flip back so i like the instantaneous thing and that you can do it but it also it just becomes like there's a lot of fodder out there it's a lot of old it's like getting a load of leaflets through your letterbox isn't it it's like all right, I've got a pizza leaflet, I don't need another 600. It's like, it can be a little bit sort of, it's just too much of it sometimes. So. I,
1: mem- I remember doing a Top of the Pops from uh, under the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. And oh, it was wow. supposed to be live on Top of the Pops. But because the technology wasn't available, it was filmed the day before. The, the film were put in a tin can and put on Concord. No! Flown, <laughs> to, flown to the BBC overnight on Concord. So they could put it on their their (gasps) machine in in Wood Lane and then broadcast it as live. Uh, Because back in the day, a satellite link would have been far too expensive. So you could film the day before, put the reels on cold cord and fly them over. Now, obviously today, you could do that on your mobile phone. Yeah, you
2: just have your phone phone like that, wouldn't you? And everyone around the world could see it instantly. But back in the day, things were completely different. No, it's crazy. And also, I suppose, did you perhaps, because I'm on social media you get a lot of trolls. You get a lot, of, a lot of negativity. Did you kind of bypass that not being on social media back then? Not particularly.
3: <laughs> the, it, the stuff would still get through. I think a lot of stuff was hidden from us. I know. I remember getting a load of stuff delivered to the management, and there was some weird ass stuff in there. There was like pictures with our eyes cut out. <gasps> People saying "I love," take that. You need to die. People sent vials of blood.
2: No. People said
3: their hair, a girl cut her hair off and sent us their plat and said, I love you so much I've cut my hair off. And you're like, you've probably done that to your six-year-old sister who's sitting there going, (laughs) what are you doing to me? You'd still get that, you'd still get, but I I mean, now it's instant and you get it in your inbox you're like, okay, right, lovely delete. There was a lovely delete button.
1: (laughs) One girl knocks on my door, I opened the front door and it was one of the fans and she had tattooed, this is, I mean, everyone's got tattoos now, right, but these were tattoos weren't fashionable. She had tattooed Rob on her arm. Right? Oh. And of course, it all come out wrong. Oh, wrong. <laughs> and uh, it looked horrendous. And she's like, Sherlock, what do you mean? you're like, oh, no.
2: That <laughs> <I> looks horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> doing like a biro and a
3: compass? That's what I was, like, it was a
2: compass like that and then just like, oh. zoom, like pencil leading in it. Oh, Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> um, that is grim, that is grim. Um, do you think, though, you got away with doing naughty stuff back then because you people couldn't yes. take the photos?
3: <laughs> I didn't go clubbing that often, but occasionally I did. I remember I went out with Louise Redknapp one night when she was nerding at the time. And our management went mental and it was like, who's told you we went out? And they went, oh, someone knew you in the club and... You shouldn't be seen together. It's like, yeah, but there was no packs or anything like that. There was no heat magazine, or there was no like in the next day in the paper going, oh shit, that's me falling out of a club. You could do that and stagger down old Compton Street, pissed together, and no one would take a blind bit of notice, which was quite nice.
2: Yeah, but now like you can just have one picture Uh or there, and
3: suddenly you're like, oh shit. Or
2: like one like tweet that might have been a bit worded, a bit wrong, and you're like scared of being cancelled. and...
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. Do you know I I remember, it yesterday in rehearsals about being cancelled and all that. That wasn't around. There was none of that.
1: I remember mm. being at hotel bars at like half ten at night, eleven o'clock at night after a few beers. And if a, if if a, if a fan was videoing you, it was obvious because they had this bloody <laughs> thing. So the tour man would just turn off the boys having a drink. But yeah. of course, nowadays, people could be doing it without. They could oh, be yeah, there, easy. on the other, the other side of the bar without your knowledge. You know, I could probably make a fool of myself and pass out on the bar, you know. But yeah. uh, I think back in the day, not that many people had the technology to do it. And what they did have, it was too, so large, you you could see
2: what Yeah, you do have to go home, get your dad to put it in the video, like, then try yeah. and work. And there I'm was no platform it for it
3: either. There was nothing you could really do with it. It's like, no, you just be like, oh. oh yeah, yes. <laughs> show it to your friends. Put it
2: on the shelf, just put it on the book you, page. You'd you'd to show about. it to your friends, you'd have to like, you've got to come round my house yeah. <laughs> and watch it. Wait,
3: Wait right till the parents have finished watching curry and then we can stick <laughs> yeah. it out. And your
2: dad's taped Amidale over it. You know, I forgot <laughs> to say, go watch it. Okay, I have got some uh, questions for my followers and um, some from my sister at the end. My, now, my sister's a bit concerned you might not, not answer them because hers are a little bit dodged. bit dodge, But, okay, so first it question, a lot of people asked, what do you miss about the 90s the most?
0: So my, my son now is the same age that I was when I started, which is terrifying. So he's sort of 22, 20, he's 23 now. And I just, um, I could I sort of look at the way he leads his life. I mean, he works and, and so on, you know, he's got a job, but everything just seems, you know, it's quite simple. But I think I, I miss the simplicity of just how life was. I mean, there were still pressures and, and so on, particularly being in a in a pop group. You're very, very, very tired because the schedules are, are pretty relentless and it's very competitive, you know, and everything that you do in one country is repeated all around Europe. So if you're knackered enough doing, you know, endless promo in this country and gigs and, you know, radio shows and schools and the stuff that you were talking about earlier on, you do the same in Denmark and Finland. And half the time you don't know where you are because you get off a plane yeah. and plane, you could be anywhere. But nonetheless, I think, again, going back to the whole social media thing, I just think, I think life was probably a little bit simpler without it. I don't think I would have responded particularly well being in a, a pop group now with all that going on, because I just think you come under such tremendous sort of scrutiny and it can be, just be brutal. You know, you can get it from every angle. There are so many sort of platforms where people can say anything that they like, you know, some of it is obviously is really positive And we've been lucky this time around that actually I think 99% of what people have said about us has been has been pretty positive you know we were worried yeah, we lovely when Matt took over we thought okay how how's that how is it going to work you know we're very happy we all get on really well and it's a lovely sort of dynamic but how's everybody else gonna gonna take that that was that was interested in us back in the day and it's been all right it's been it's been really good but I don't know I mean I just think you know with back in the day I don't think I'd have been very good with social media at all. I think I'd have made me a bit paranoid if I'm honest.
2: Yeah, I think the bright the the human brain isn't meant to have this much interaction with people uh, all the time. Uh, it's it's too, it's too much, and it does make me worry a little bit about my teenagers as well, um, going onto social media and WhatsApp and all. You know, knowing where so and so isn't. Or it is its I don't think your brains can quite compute with it.
1: You know, back in the day in the nineties, what your fans saw of you were. It was solely what was broadcast on the TV. So they saw you on top of the pops Thursday night. They saw you on Des O'Connor on Friday night, and they saw you on Going Live on Saturday. That's all they saw, okay. But what they see now is if if you're that way inclined, they can see what I've had for my dinner. They can they can see me down the gym. They can they can talk to me walking up the road. You know they can talk to, to, see me talking about my my you know my cat's not very well. You see what I mean? So they're actually really coming into my space. Where back in the day, it was only what was broadcast. Your TV appearances yeah. were what the fans saw of the artist. And yeah, not right in their living room. Yeah, you, you, know, so you, you have to share. I mean. You can share
0: everything now, can't you? You have to share absolutely every minute, you know, minute detail of your life if, if that's the way you want it to be. And actually, people expect that quite a lot, I think. You know, they want to know, I mean, some of the hardcore fans want to know absolutely everything about what, what you're doing. And sometimes, you know, we come from the generation that we do, where we don't really overshare everything, you know, we just, we just don't.
1: Yeah, but the, the, the idea of being a star was, that's the idea, like, the star is up in the sky, you can't touch it. So like Shirley Bassey was a star or Elvis, they were stars, you know, no one can get close to these people. You didn't, you didn't, you know, watch Elvis eating his fried banana sandwich
3: in the morning <laughs> <No>. <laughs> on the toilet. You do no. that. <laughs> or it's just, on the low yeah, level. It, it's just information overload now, isn't yeah. it? But it's, it's <laughs> yeah. even more, I think, because there is so much of it, it's even more disposable because kids literally flick, 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 yeah. flick, flick. It's like, well, what did you take in from those? Oh, I saw Ariana Grande having a hair plaited, and it's, Ugh. but they're already on to the next thing. So it's, they don't want to watch anything that's like a four minute video, or they just want that instant.
2: It's the dopamine hit, isn't
3: it? They don't really take it in. It's not really processed, is it?
2: Yeah. I mean, my whole job is just doing what you've just said. I'm like, morning, guys. <laughs> in my pajamas. Can I you leave know? now? But, you, but you know what, though? Like, I am a 46-year-old woman who lives in Birmingham. I can have a job where I don't have to leave my house. I yeah. can take my kids to school. And, like, it served a real good purpose for me. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So so I am, you know, I, I, I am very... Yeah, but There's also a lot to be said for leaving your house and for interacting
1: yeah. i do leave i do leave my house
2: <laughs> sometimes you don't have wine with your friends on You i do leave sometimes sometimes once a week <laughs> um okay so now this is a weird question but on this podcast we talk about lots about crushes and blah 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 every week every person who's come on it their crush has had floppy hair was it an unspoken, we've had, was floppy hair an unspoken band, boy, boy band member rule? You all have floppy <laughs> hair. Why is this? I had
3: floppy hair because when I joined Babble, when I auditioned for Babble, was like, my hair was about to my okay. shoulder. Um, and I've got really curly hair. I wanted to look like the guy from the Madonna tour, the um, blonde ambition, who had long hair and flicked it all around. And I used to work in nightclubs and dance, and I just love flicking my hair around. Uh, and then, literally, as I joined the band that evening, I had all my hair cut off to like quarter of an inch and grew it ever since. As soon as it was floppy, they loved it.
2: Floppy hair. So it was a, it was it a battle
3: from day one of, oh, thanks. You've floppy. been me this thing that I really hate and can't do anything with it. Half the time, <laughs> I, I look like an, I Manelli a, when I was trying to grow <laughs> out a fringe.
1: I was an aficionado of floppy hair. Okay. You're,
3: you're an award winning floppy, <laughs> floppy hair. I
2: You're still floppy hair, in.
1: No, the, no the, let, me get, let me tell the story, right? The bottom line was i was a rocker and really i wanted my hair down to my waist but it wouldn't have been cool for the demographic of uh, fans so the nearest as damn it i could get it was to grow it to sort of shoulder length right and it just happened that floppy hair was in fashion but i actually didn't like the floppy hair oh no but moving forward 26 years rapidly when I, when I did a recent TV a couple of months back and I showed it to an ex-girlfriend of mine, she said, Rob, you've got to get your floppy hair back. I said, what do you mean? She said, look, these women are 45 years old. That's the demographic. That's their old guy. When they come to Butlins, they're <laughs> going to want to see exactly what they saw back in 1994, 95, 96. Yeah, albeit a slightly older version. But they've got to see that you know, they've got to see me flicking my hair around playing the guitar, I'm making all these funny racket on the guitar. And she's right. So that is why floppy this hair is back to rim floppy hairness in the in the stage where you can't do it. He's coming back. The, the floppy, floppy hair, hair for the <laughs> We're 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 a historic, call it nostalgia, call it legacy act of the nineties. Listen. Floppy hair must make an appearance. There's <laughs> no two ways
3: about not it. Yeah. Not from me,
0: it's not. I'm a <laughs> You're <legal>. I don't know. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm not having a Ricky Wermelin clip on gold fringe or something at the front. Right, I'll have to do with what I've got. Yeah, but you never right. have floppy
1: hair. Your your hair's the same as when it was back in the day. It so just been, it just wild.
0: it just sits on the top of my bean like a bird's nest, you know, there's nothing up
1: the
2: good news is, right? We've all got hair. Yeah, That is the good
3: news.
2: <laughs> I have on. got hair under my head. <laughs> <laughs> Result, you've got hair. Okay. Well, now you did touch on this a little bit. What is the weirdest gift from a fan? I don't know
0: about weird, but it was, it was, um, well, it was weird. It was weird. So I had um, a couple that followed me, well, followed us, followed us. Let's not make it about me. They just followed us, but they kept, they kind of seemed to focus in on me. And it was a, it was a dad and his daughter. And he was trying to get me to- uh, Marry eventually-
3: her. Yeah. <laughs> this is like- really weird. <laughs>
0: marry, marry this young lady. And I said, well, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for you to come, um, you know, support us and visit, you know, come come to the gigs and buy the records. I'm so grateful. We're all very, very great. Anyway, but it was relentless. It was relentless. It was relentless. And, um, and then it got to a point where I got, I received uh, jewellery. Now, they weren't, you could tell that they weren't particularly wealthy. Um, it was pretty obvious. But I just kept getting this jewellery, jewellery. And every time they saw me, it was jewellery, jewellery. It was rings. It was...
1: Oh, I
0: remember Why? why how could
3: you tell they weren't wealthy? And I had... Uh, say again. Why how I, could you tell they weren't wealthy?
0: I think you just get a measure of people, don't you? I mean, they. you know... No, they, was like...
3: it because it said Ratners on it or something?
0: the <laughs> <laughs> jewellery. Yeah, maybe it was that. Anyway, it got to a point where... One of their family members wrote to the fan club and said, we are so broke because they're spending all this money on jewellery and they're sending it to you. So then I had to get the phone number of whoever it was. I can't, I can't remember. And I said, I phoned them and I said, look, you have to stop. You have to stop giving me this jewellery. I didn't know how much it was worth. I mean, I don't think it was worth very much, but, you know, clearly they were, they were struggling. So I just said, you know, you've got to stop. You've just got to stop sending me this stuff. And it didn't stop. It didn't stop. It, they just kept. It just kept on and on and on. And I just, you know, felt horrendous because you think, well, so when I've did it missed. eventually
2: stop? What it just? Did it uh, just like? No, it carried on. Mind?
0: It carried on after the band finished. It carried on.
3: Yeah, it carried that's on. why you wear so many bracelets. <laughs> he,
2: and, he lifts, and he lifts his arms <laughs> and he's got like.
3: Yeah, uh, probably, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm Jewish. Wherever this on a Sunday because he's always at a boot fair.
2: Wow, that's crazy. And <laughs> dad and a daughter. Wow, that is an interesting. That's the weird
3: bit, though. He was really, yeah. The dad, the dad
0: was was very pushy, and it was very uncomfortable. Really, really uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, that it. Yeah, do you know what that is weird? Mine's um,
3: we... not a gift, but someone did fly me to Japan to sing at their wedding. <gasps> A fan flew me to just sing, and all I did was sit there. No one spoke to me, because no one spoke English. Nice. I sat there on my own going, this is just really weird. She paid for me to go there for seven days. I stood up, and I said, she wanted me to sing Careless Whisper. I did it a cappella, and then I sat down again, and that was it. And it was oh. really eggy. Love. Really, really eggy.
1: really <laughs> oh, mine, was,
2: mine was even weirder than that. <laughs> God. How mine are you going was, to top Japan wedding and creepy dad with jewelry? I'm terrified. Mine
0: was
2: a willy wine bottle stop. Oh.
1: <laughs> a willy wine bottle stop. So it was a little little plastic man about two and a half inches tall. And his phallus was the, was the same <laughs> shape and size as a cork. Lovely. So you wedge that. If you only drank half your bottle of wine, you wedge that in <laughs> and put
2: it back in the fridge. Who gave you that? A ch- like the a teenager? Water.
1: Someone sent it
0: to me. Oh, we got some t- disgusting, disgusting things over the
3: years. Oh, I had, G- had G-strings through the post and things like that that looked like they have been used. And oh. I picked them out for like, with forceps and just wave them at my mum going, oh, God, what we we going to do with that? Oh, no.
2: Yeah. Well, hopefully these ladies have calmed down a little bit now. And you're not going to. I I don't think they are. Might be getting dirty, big, giant granny (laughs) pants now. (laughs) They can can, can swing by for a glass of wine. Okay, talking about families. um, What did your families all think about you being in a band back then, and what do they think about you restarting it all now? I
3: think we all had quite positive responses from our families. I mean, my my dad was really encouraging when they came round, which I always tried to say, "Dad, you can't do that." Um, I know the other guys had that sort of experience. My mum was more like, "Oh my god, there's like 100 girls standing outside the kitchen window, and we'd have to keep the blind down." And then they they found them in the garden. And but in general, they sort of they just loved it. They loved that I was doing something that I'd always wanted to do as a kid. And they were like, "You've actually done it, and you want it to be on top of the pops, and there you are, you're doing it." So
1: oh, yeah, nice.
3: they're always really encouraging. My brother was great as well. He's two years older than me, and I think he liked the attention. He had his own little fan club with the fans and stuff, and. There's pictures of him. I'm like, why are you sending me pictures of my brother? I don't want to see my picture of my brother. Can you get him to sign it? I was like, oh, my God, it's getting out of hand. Yeah, that was all pretty positive from my family.
1: Yeah, same as mine. All positive, really behind it. They love music. They love the fact that we can actually achieve something and get inverted in, in commas famous, I'll get on the TV and make records. Yeah. Nice. They're still supportive now. Oh, that's nice. They're still with us.
2: Yeah, Yeah, right, that's I'm lovely. Away. Okay, so a couple from my sister. Right, they're not rude, don't worry. Mm. So, she wants to know, did all of the bands get on or were you competitive with each other?
3: I think the competitiveness was in the press more than anything. Like, Smash Hits or something We say, oh, so-and-so was seen with so-and-so and they've gone... To, and I don't know, it was never from the Bad Boys Inc. side where we were always pitched against Take That. So when Ian Levine put it together, he put us together because he'd done an album for Take That and they didn't want it. So he just told Nigel Martin Smith, oh, I'm going to put my own band together. So as soon as we entered the press, that was always the story. And it was like, that's got nothing to do with us. That's between Nigel Martin Smith and Ian Levine. So... Um, we did get a little bit of hate man and a little bit of sort of bullying from sort of take that fans. But then they just realised, well, hang on a minute, that we quite like their song and we like what they're doing and the nice blokes and stuff like that. So I think the press wanted to make stuff out of it, but it wasn't really there. And there's no one we really disliked in the industry anyway.
1: And even when we met other other bands, whether they rock bands, the Sex Pistols, Tom Jones, Queen, whoever it was, Every artist had the utmost respect for each other, whether it was Let Loose who'd just been on the scene six months or whether you saw the Tom Jones. Everyone knew how hard you had to work to, to be successful.
3: Yeah,
1: And they, there wasn't competition, you know. if There was enough fans to go around, even whether they're bad boys take that, E17, Let Loose, or what have you. There was no competition. You know, we was all working as hard as each other at the time and had respect for each other.
2: Well yeah. that's yeah. nice. I like that. But so do you think some of these rivalries that are in the press now, do you think they're a bit fake? Do you think it's all hammed up a little bit? I think it's right. yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: Just to get even the blur and oasis thing is like yeah. All that yeah. stuff that went on. That was that just got out of control. It just got ridiculous. Like every day there'd be a story about Noel and it'd be like, Oh god, everywhere. Well, yeah, so Noel,
1: Noel and Oasis got on really well. That's not gonna be a headline, is it? No, true. I no, mean anyway. no,
0: the thing is we I remember with Oasis, they went on Radio One, and someone said to me that they heard them being interviewed. And I think the, the, the DJ was saying, "You know, what other bands do you like, and, and who who don't you like?" And I think at the time they had a they had a single out. We had a single out. We were both in. I think it was "Make It With You." Was that single, or it might, maybe Best in Me"? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the um, Noel said, uh, or, or Liam said, "They don't deserve their success," meaning us. They, you know, we we're just not very good. And they were really nasty about us, and I just thought, well, it's just them being them, you know. That's their kind yeah. of stick, isn't it? And then, yeah. and then Richie and I met them in a pub in Central London. I can't remember what we were doing. And Noel came out, and he was the nicest guy you could ever meet. And Liam as well, who's like thumbs up.
3: How
2: are you doing? You're all right, boys. And we're like, this is just old. oh, you so know. it's just all pretend, isn't it? Just to get a bit yeah. of press and stuff.
0: Yeah, they just were nice, you know, really pleasant. And I thought, this is just a bit strange. But anyway. Maybe you
2: should restart your... Um, sure. you, you go on. You start in now. And you say, well, I don't really like Oasis. And you get <laughs> the papers. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they'll you care. Said, yeah. Guys, if you take anything from this podcast, let loose, don't like Oasis. <laughs> Put it on social media, <laughs> quick. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. <laughs> okay. So um, my sister wants to know also... Um, Did you discuss fans amongst each other, all the bands? And did you have like a group nickname for the fans?
3: We didn't really see each other to chat that much. It was literally passing ships in the night. So I remember there's a video footage of us with Let Loose in somewhere like Sweden or Denmark. We come down some stairs, a film crew behind us. We go, hi guys, you're all right? And then they go on. They go off in a preview, we go on, and then it's like you literally didn't see each other for like a couple of minutes. But there were like definitely groups of fans that were the same let loose and bad books Inc. fans. So um we had nicknames in our <laughs> between us for our fans, but they sort of gave themselves nicknames as well. Oh right. Yeah, it wasn't like we went. Oh, here come the smelly ginger lot or something like that. <laughs> it's like, had yeah. like that. we had some called the Fraggles and stuff like that. But that's what they called themselves. So you just went, oh, look, the Fraggles are here. Yeah, we had, so a, group, a, in Hull. Okay. We had a group called the Cravens. Apparently
2: the, crave, did you know there is a Facebook group called Crave that has yeah, been that's been started again? Yeah. So um, I think a lot of um, old boy band. I think there might be like a thousand members on there. So, yeah, I was going to mention
3: my next game in London. I was going to go, hands up if you were a craven back in '93 and '94. To yeah, see how yeah, many
2: hands
3: yeah. Up that sheepishly.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. I think some people are really proud. I think they would be like, would exactly. Like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems we didn't really use that word in Birmingham. I don't know what we called them in Birmingham, but yeah, the Facebook group popped up, I don't know, towards the end of last year, and it's got quite a lot of you. I have seen some live footage of you lot on that groups on the Craven site on the Crave the Crave Facebook page <laughs> went up um so yeah it's, it's still going strong so what I want to know is do you wish you were trying to be um a young boy band now or are you glad you had your success you know then but as a boy band
3: for me I'm absolutely loving the nostalgia of what went on then I loved what happened then um, yeah, there was politics and dramas and things that we couldn't do and wanted to do, but I loved sort of every minute of our success and stuff. And I flew around the world, I was a kid. Um, I made no money, <laughs> but it was like that's it's like when you tell someone to go and do a gap year, it was almost like my gap year in life, really. And it was just absolutely bonkers. So I'm glad that I did it back then. And as Lee said earlier, it's like I'm glad that there wasn't social media, and I wasn't looked under a microscope and all that stuff. Um and it's nice to come back now as an adult and having lived a bit and just go, do you know what? Let's go on stage, play live, which we all love doing and uh, give the fans some nice sort of nineties nostalgia. That's what it is for me really.
2: Yeah. What about you too?
0: Yeah. It's just, diff- it's just different. You know, it's just completely different. I mean, it it couldn't really, because again, it's, it's a cottage industry and we're doing everything ourselves. You know, back then it was all driven by, you know, record companies and publishers and, and so on. Although actually for a, I think for a boy band, we had quite a lot of say in what we were what we were doing in terms of the music.
3: Yeah, speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's that's a great thing for Matt, you know, because I think he really was underused in his band. You know, he's a great writer, and he was. But if you don't mind my saying that, it was more of like a production line thing, isn't it? What you were, and it was like completely. It, yeah, but with now, I suppose in a way, you know, this is real three way sort of collaboration thing. You know, the music's really important. Matt's so involved in in every aspect of what we do, and it's just fun. You know, back then I did I did find aspects of it were really, you know, were, were good fun, but it was just tiring. And, and, and half the time you didn't know where you were. You were just knackered all the time. Yeah. And there were some really positive moments, you know, getting sort of gold discs and things like that that we did on Radio 1. There were some great moments, fantastic moments, that you've got to enjoy when you're, when you're young.
1: But it's just so different now. It's it's completely different. I can't change history, and, and I'm I'm just glad that we are where we are today. And I'm back with the boys, and we're enjoying ourselves. You know, I can't change the past. We had some hit records, and and what's been evident for me since we uh, reunited is the fact that the pop songs, "Crazy for You," "Best in Me," "One Night Stand," "Everybody," "So Everybody," that "We Do," "Make It with You," etc. They've stood the test of time. They and have. Was, they definitely happened. have. People were singing 17, They 45, 50-year-old guys and 45, 50-year-old, 60-year-old people singing Crazy For You. And I thought, you know what? If you can come back 26 years later and people are singing along to the words. Yeah, that is amazing. That's the test of time. It shows you that a three-and-a-half-minute pop song can be around for a hell of a long time. It means something. And to have that opportunity to go and do that again. Yeah. You know, inspired me to get back... Back down the gym and try to get healthy and try to get in shape and try to get all my all my shit together. Do you yeah. know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's crazy for you. It's just as I said on my stories. People are like, oh, I used to, love, I love this song. Oh, I don't know, my boyfriend played me this song. It's just, it's just like it's a really, it's it's one of those songs as well that it, you just know all the words. It's Like you know, it's just living in your brain. Rent for me. You know,
1: twenty twenty four is thirty years ago this year. Oh. since crazy for you came out.
2: Well, that makes me feel old now. Right? like well, that's yeah. really that's where it makes me feel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're looking bloody gorgeous on webcam. You really are. I'm just going to pension
2: book. <laughs> okay, then, lads. Where can everybody find you on social media? Can you give all your handles oh, out? Man. I'll leave them in the description. Man, that's your. Deal. Oh my God, we're all
3: over the place. It's letlooseofficial.com is the sort of website. We are let Loose official on Facebook. We are let Loose official on. Instagram, TikTok, anything else in we haven't gone any further than that because otherwise it gets like, oh my god, what are these new ones that people tell Like Telegram and all this sort of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to do and that's all um, newfangled, but it's actually quite fun and exciting, all the social medias. But if you go onto our Instagram page, you can see all the links within that on our link tree, which is another thing that we do.
1: <laughs> and on the 27- 27th and 28th, we're planning in London in Holborn at the Pizza Express. There's a private, well, really nice club below there in
2: Holborn. Screaming middle aged women, middle aged women, screaming middle
1: aged women, please do attend. You won't be able to get into the venue because it's, it's we've told so them right. to put the aircon outside. <laughs> <and they're laughs> all
3: right.
2: We're all having a, we've got get the HRT on tap as they come in. Yeah, all <laughs>
3: having hot plastic over their garlic dough balls.
2: <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the podcast, and guys, thanks so much for listening to the phone box. No, thank you. Special boy band edition. Be sure to go and check out Let Loose, and I will see you next week for another episode.